from Montreal in La Belle Provence, Quebec, Canada, this is Radio Rotary. Good morning, everyone. This is Jonah Trebowasa speaking to you from the 101st Annual Rotary International Convention here in Montreal. Please join me for the next half hour as we speak to some of the 17,000 Rotarians who have gathered here this week to celebrate the great service Rotary does for people around the world. My next guest on Radio Rotary is Jack Maxwell of Bixby, Oklahoma, and he's with something called Medical Supplies Network. Good morning, Jack. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you. Nice to be here. Now, what is Medical Supplies Network? We call it MSNI for Medical Supply Network, Inc., and it is a district rotary project in District 6110, which is the four corners of Arkansas, Kansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma. We, in the last 15 years, have shipped 152 uh, sea containers, 40-foot sea containers of medical equipment and supplies, drilling rig equipment, um, all kinds of humanitarian aid. So that's tons and tons of equipment we're talking about. Sea container is pretty big. Right, and we've shipped to 38 different countries so far. Uh, we're very fortunate in that uh, having been established as a 501c3, we're able to receive donations free and give, you know, credit to the people who donate it, and we donate it free of charge to the recipients. And what, what kind of supplies are we talking about, Jack? Well, medical equipment and supplies entail everything that's in a hospital, a rehab center, home health agency, a doctor's office, whatever. Uh, unfortunately, in the United States, um, the laws are so stringent and strict, you know, and malpractice insurance is so high that hospitals rotate equipment and get, get the latest and greatest stuff and the stuff that they replace still works great, and we check it out, and we don't ship anything that's junk overseas. So, well, so this is a, a previously used equipment. Of course, the supplies would be fresh. The hypodermics and all that would be fresh and unused, right? Right. All of the supplies are still in their sterile packs. Sorry, this is this is like the x-ray machine. They may have bought the latest and greatest, and they donate the old one to you for use. It's still a good x-ray machine, right? Right. And we have a, one of our Rotarians that is an electronic technician. He checks out everything before we ship it. We have learned long time ago that junk does not get better between Tulsa <laughs> and South Africa. Okay, So all junk goes out the back door in a bin and a trash guy comes and picks it up. And if Rotarians who are listening to us right now on Radio Rotary want to know more about the Medical Supply Network, how can they get in touch with you? Do you have a website, email address? Our website is www.msni.org. Well, Jack Maxwell of Medical Network, of Medical Supplies Network of Bixby, Oklahoma, thanks so much for joining us on Radio Rotary, and thanks for the great work you do. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. We're joined now on Radio Rotary by Darren King of the Lloydminster uh, Club in Canada, and he is a youth exchange officer. Darren, good morning. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you. Good to be here. Tell us, what is youth exchange? Well, youth exchange is a, is a rotary program that's aimed at promoting global peace on the highest level, but really what it is at a moving parts level is it involves sending young people aged 16 to 19 overseas for approximately a year, about 10 months, to engage in the daily life of another family, of in many cases several families, so they can understand really what it's like to live in another culture. In, in return, we receive someone back inbound from that culture so we can receive those benefits as well in our own district. You know, uh, we, we in our Red Hook Club here in uh, the Hudson Valley, uh, we've had students from Spain, France, Portugal, Germany, and they've all been great kids and they've enjoyed themselves. And we're sending uh, a young man over to Italy. Um, where's the furthest point on the globe that your club 
in Lloydminster, Canada, has, has welcomed someone from? Well, um, just in terms of geographically the farthest away, probably Australia. That's far. Yeah, that is very far. Culturally, probably a little more similar than some of our Asian counterparts, or even maybe some of our European or South American counterparts. But uh, we, we find that the, the, the distance sometimes isn't, isn't the biggest deciding factor in terms of uh, understanding differences. It's, it's probably more the culture. Right. Now, let's say we have some parents listening to uh, a Radio Rotary this morning uh, while finishing their breakfast, having their second cup of coffee. They say, gee, that sounds great for my son or daughter. I'd like to see them uh, go across the seas as a youth exchange uh, student. Uh, first of all, do the parents have to be members of Rotary? No, they do not have to be members of Rotary. It is quite important that parents are supportive of the, of the program. Uh, in many cases, of course, the students do go through different phases on their exchange where they're going to be experiencing things like homesickness. And having a parent behind them who believes in the program, who understands the program, is certainly beneficial. But Rotary does a great job of taking care of that through the orientation and the training programs that are put on prior to the student leaving. And, of course, if we uh, have people coming in from overseas, uh, we'd like host families to uh, open their doors and their hearts and their homes to them for several months, perhaps two or three months. Uh, you know, have a, uh, a special uh, overseas brother or sister for your teen. And uh, do they have to be Rotarians, the host families? Uh, they do not. There is, of course, a screening process just for the safety of everyone, and, and so everyone's aware of their responsibilities in the whole process. But uh, it is an absolutely beautiful way to understand another culture as well. Uh, my young family have done it uh, several times now, and uh, we really have, have developed a uh, family around the world through this program. So it's been really wonderful. And if folks at home who are listening now want to either host a uh, exchange student from overseas or perhaps think about sending your own son or daughter overseas, just go to rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org, click on the club locator button, find the uh, location of your nearest Rotary Club, go over to them, give them a call, ask them if they support youth exchange, and you know, get on the bandwagon. Darren King of the Lloydminster Rotary Club in Canada, thanks so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. We're here now with Jill McQuarrie and Robert Lima. Uh, who are members of the San Juan County East New Mexico Rotary Club, and you're at a booth that says Don't Meth, M-E-T-H, with us. Jill, tell us what that's all about. Well, it's an educational program for fifth grade students. We're hoping to do prevention, to teach the children about the dangers of experimenting with methamphetamine. Now, Robert, tell us, what is methamphetamine? It's a very addictive drug that uh, is made of uh, various assortment of chemicals that uh, are made in laboratories and homes, and it's very, very dangerous and addicting. Now, you, s you said various chemicals. You have a poster here, and some of this stuff is something you can get in a common hardware store. Acetone, rock salt, paint thinner, denatured alcohol. You can buy these at uh, any Walmart or, or, or uh, a hardware store around the world, and you're telling me that they can concoct something that's going to be uh, like a narcotic from this material? It's a very addicting substance, yes, and they can uh, buy it at the, at the hardware store instead of the drugstore, where we see most addicting drugs are sold through, you know, through drugstores, and uh, like OxyContin and some of those drugs. But this is a very pervasive drug, very addicting. In fact, if you take this drug just once, 45% of the people go back and try it again. And That's frightening beyond words. And if you try it twice, 85% become addicted. And it's hard to get off of it once, it's, uh, once you try it twice. Now, Jill, you said fifth graders. You mean kids as young as 10 and 11 are dealing with this stuff? They're not necessarily trying it. But 
when we go into the classrooms, we ask them how many of them know someone on meth or they know what methamphetamine is. About 30 to 35 percent of them know someone on meth. So what our program is, is hopefully to educate them so that as they get a bit older and someone offers this drug to them, they'll say no. Well, that's wonderful, and I'll thank you both for the great work you're doing. Um, if uh, the parents listening at home want more information about um, your, either your program or the dangers of methamphetamine, uh, where can they go? Uh, say, do you have a website or something along those lines? Yes, we do. It's www.don'tmesswithus.com, and there's no apostrophe on the don't. All right, so uh, say that one more time, please. www.don'tmesswithus.com. Well, Jill McQuarrie and Robert Lima of the San Juan County East New Mexico Rotary Club, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. And thank you for the great work you're doing. We're joined now on Radio Rotary by Peter Morley from Earthby, England. Peter, did I get any of that right other than Peter? You got it fine, yes. All right. And Peter is with the Sustainability Trust. Peter, tell us, what is that all about? We're trying to get Rotarians to think about uh, being more sustainable in their lives. Um, you know, we are using the world's resources at an ever-increasing rate, and we've got to think seriously how we can uh, stop doing that and make it a sustainable world for the rest of us to live in. And what suggestions would you have for our listeners about having a sustainable lifestyle? Uh, well, you've got to look at everything you do and every way you use energy and uh, any other resources. Uh, for example, going into the supermarket and using plastic bags. You shouldn't do that. You should reuse uh, your own bags, and uh, this will save an enormous amount of energy and uh, fuel to make the bags. And what about uh, type of cars we use, uh, maybe switching to public transportation? Well, all of those things, of course, but we are not daft enough to believe that we're going to get Rotarians out of their cars. So perhaps thinking about more efficient cars, uh, hybrids and things of that sort, and also whether you actually need to make the journey and whether you can make the journey with somebody else and reuse the energy. So uh, if people want to know more about the Sustainability Trust, do you have a website or other, other ways of contacting? We certainly do. It's the sustainabilitytrust.org, and you can find us on the web, and lots more information there. Nothing simple like uh, the things I've been talking to you today, but much more complicated things as well. And we'd also like Rotarians to think about the projects they do, um, and are they sustainable for the recipients? We are very good, for example, in uh, putting in water projects all over the world. And what do we do? We put a diesel engine and pump to drive the, to get the water out of the hole. And uh, that is not sustainable for two reasons. One, the locals probably don't know how to maintain a diesel uh, pump anyway. And secondly, they can't afford the fuel. Whereas we could afford to spend a few more hundred dollars on that project and put in a solar thermal, a solar electric uh, pump instead, uh, which would cost nothing for the recipients and will be lasting, it would last a long, long time. Well, Peter Morley of Britby, England, and the Sustainability Trust, thanks so much for all the work, great work you do, and thanks for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you. Thank you for talking to me. And we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary from the 2010 International Convention in Montreal, the 101st Rotary International Convention, after these important messages. Alone, our reach is limited. No matter how great our intentions, on our own, we can only stretch so far. But at Rotary, we believe the right group of people working together can make our communities, our world, a better place. Rotary is a worldwide network of community volunteers dedicated to helping people in need. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, 
humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Hudson Valley Talk Radio. We're joined now by Dr. Bill Cadwallander, a veterinarian from Cortland, New York, and a Rotarian. And he's here talking about preventing adolescent pregnancy and preventing adolescent HIV and AIDS. Bill, welcome to Radio Rotary. Well, thank you very much, John. It's a great pleasure to be here and talk to you today. Thank you. Now, how big a problem is adolescent pregnancy around the world? Well, adolescent pregnancy in Latin America varies from the place to place, but it can be anywhere from 40% to 70% of all births to girls 15 years of age and less. Now, in Africa... And less, not and above, and less. Less than 15 years of age. This is an enormous problem because when those girls become pregnant, they then drop out of school. And oftentimes then their children are so poor that they are working so hard just to bring in pennies or whatever it's necessary to feed the, ch the family. They don't go to school either. So if we think it's important that girls and their children go to school, we need to make sure that girls don't get pregnant when they're less than 15 years of age. And of course, being sexually active at that age also uh, invites uh, the HIV AIDS uh, virus and those kind of terrible health consequences. So you're trying to combat two major problems at once. That's exactly right. Because of the sexual promiscuity of these uh, young, young people, not only do they risk pregnancy, but also they, in, uh, they increase the likelihood of having syphilis or gonorrhea or chlamydia. And when they are infected with those uh, transmissible uh, sexual diseases, they then increase the likelihood by five times that they'll get HIV. And what can be done? What's, what are Rotary doing uh, in Latin America and perhaps even around the world to prevent this sort of thing? Are we talking about birth control and, and things of that nature to prevent AIDS, or are we talking about trying to teach abstinence, or a little of both? Well, we do both. We, uh, we, we try to have these young students have enough pride in themselves so that they will want to stay in school and that they will want to have a goal in their life that is worth being educated for. We also talk about the dangers of sexually transmitted diseases. We encourage them to not have uh, sex out of wedlock. But we say that if indeed that that's the thing they think they have to do, then at least have safe sex. We realize that to talk about preventing uh, adolescent pregnancies in one context or talk about uh, preventing HIV and AIDS in another context really often falls on deaf ears. But if we add to those conversations the use of a test, an oral test to diagnose HIV, then those children, when they are being tested, are thinking about every sexual encounter they've had for the past year or they plan to have in the next six months. It really brings to home the risk that they themselves are taking to have unprotected and just uh, uh, with sex. Now, if our listeners uh, back home in the United States want more information about that, do you have a website or other ways of getting a hold of you? Yes. Uh, well, the thing that, to contact, contact me by my uh, uh, email address, which is C-A-D-W-A-L-L-A at T-W-C-N-Y dot R-R dot com. Or most of our materials are on the web page, www. R-I-F-P 
www.cortlandnyc.org. Well, Dr. Bill uh, Kudwallander of the Cortland, New York Rotary, thank you for everything you're doing to protect young people uh, in their early years, and thank you for joining us on Radio Rotary. You are quite welcome, uh, Jonas, and thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. And now we're with a Rotarian who brings smiles around the world. From the Thousand Smiles Foundation, we have Bob Chalfa, is it? Chalfa. Right? And you're with the National City California Rotary. That's right. And tell us a little bit about the Thousand Smiles Foundation. What is that all about? Thousand Smiles Foundation started in 1985, and we wanted to do a fundraiser with an objective of raising $3,000 to help a local mission that operated on children with cleft palates and cleft lips. It's grown beyond our expectations. We've uh, on our own clinic in Ensenada, Mexico. We do four clinics a year, and those four clinics, uh, we generally do 15 to 20 surgeries each clinic, maybe 20 to 25 ear tubes, and probably about 100 dental patients. Uh, it's been a very, very life-changing uh, program for most of the patients, all the patients, really. We see multiple patients. We, we're a little unique for most programs because we use oral maxillofacial surgeons and uh, we do uh, probably do not the, quite the numbers that a lot of the programs do, but we do patients several surgeries throughout their lifetime, see them repeated times. Now you mentioned cleft palate. Explain what that is. Cleft palate is a problem uh, in the fusion of the fetus in the first two weeks of pregnancy. Uh, it affects the lip and affects the palate most of the time. Uh, usually affects the child's hearing and uh, it could be caused, for, it could be hereditary, it could be caused by the mother using drugs, using alcohol, even as much as taking an aspirin in the first two weeks. Maybe she doesn't even know she's pregnant by that time. And uh, it's, uh, it's a defect from the fetus is forming and something we try to work on and try to fix. Well, you have some photographs here before and after which are quite dramatic. Young children who are um, deformed with their lips spread apart, their upper mouth split apart, and after surgery, beautiful smiles, beautiful children. And uh, is there any charge to the families for this surgery? No charge at all to any of the families. So if people want to help out or they want more information about the Thousand Smiles Foundation, how can they reach you? I would suggest they go to our web website, which is thousandsmiles.org, all spelled out. And uh, there's information on there how to donate and uh, how to help out, how to volunteer. There's a volunteer page. They can sign up, actually, to go to a clinic. And that's thousand spelled out, T-H-O, not the numbers. Yeah, thousand spelled out, all in small letters, dot org. Thousandsmiles.org. Well, Bob Chalfer of the National City California Rotary, thanks so much for joining us on Radio Rotary, and thanks for all the great stuff you do. Thank you. Our next guest on Radio Rotary, David Cotant of the Clover Park, Washington Rotary Club. And, uh, David, uh, you're here in Montreal talking about hearing loss. Tell me a little bit about your group. Well, the Rotarian Action Group for uh, Hearing was started about 2002. We have members in 16 or better countries and uh, always looking for new members that are interested in hearing problems. And we recognize that uh, the research that's exciting research going on, that one day we'll actually be able to regenerate those cells. So the Hearing Action Group is always looking for major funding. We know that there are Rotarians that sit on the boards of major uh, corporations and foundations that have money to give towards towards research and how important hearing loss is. Many of those uh, Rotarians may be wearing their own hearing aids. And so if we could learn how to 
get the cells of the cochlea, the little delicate hair cells, to regenerate, that one day uh, we wouldn't have to worry about hearing aids. And so many of these Rotarians that are now uh, interested in these problems, their grandchildren may not have to know what hearing aids look like. Now, David, you and I are of a certain age. We're called baby boomers, and uh, our folks always yell to us about not having rock music on so loud, so we're now paying the price. Uh, also, some of us were in the military. I personally was in the police department, and all the firing of the weapons does havoc with those little hairs in the ear, as you talked about. And uh, so I'm a little bit hard of hearing, especially working in radio. You know, we always work uh, with headphones on, and a lot of people in radio uh, are hard of hearing. Um, well, how can people who are listening on Radio Rotary today at home prevent hearing loss, either for themselves or for their children and grandchildren? Well, certainly loud noises is a significant thing in protecting uh, from or kidding the kids to turn down the, the loud rock music and not being you know, so loud in their ears. Uh, the cell phones that are plugged into the ears, you know, that doesn't have to be so loud. You can, you can hear with the cell phone turned down a little bit with the Bluetooth that's stuck in your ear, and now that we can't hold the phone up to our ear, we have to have it, an earpiece in there just to drive in the car. But make sure that's not, not so loud, because it's direct in the ear and damaging. Certainly infections, uh, middle ear infection is a major problem, especially in, in many parts of the world where they don't freely have antibiotics and the ability to put the little tubes in the ear and drain the pus out of the, that infected ear. Now Dave, I know that you've got a, a website for people who would want more information. Uh, give us the website, won't you? Yes, it's hearingregeneration.org. As if it was one word, hearingregeneration.org. Well Dave Coton of the Clover Park, Washington uh, Rotary Club, thank you so much for what you do to restore hearing and thanks for joining us on Radio Rotary. It's been my pleasure. Hopefully the Rotarians out there who are interested in hearing problems or dealing with themselves or their family members will recognize that uh, this is a very common problem. There are things that can be done to help, and we need to encourage that they get tested, that, that people who have hearing aids actually wear them, because the it takes a while for the brain to get used to hearing a little bit different in the ear, and in time, the hearing aids become more comfortable. It's nice when we don't have to wear them, but they're marvelous for those that need them. Thanks so much, Dave. Pleasure having you on the, uh, on the show. With the inspirational words of Let There Be Peace on Earth, brought to us by the Rotary World Choir, we bring to a close our special coverage of the 101st Rotary International Convention here in Montreal, Canada. This is Jonah Trebowasser inviting you to join us again next Friday morning for another edition of Radio Rotary, right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Radio Rotary is brought to you by Beech Grove Technology, providing natural dietary supplements for a healthier life. Beech Grove Technology's herbal supplements are uniquely designed to prevent premature aging, eye problems, and weight loss. 
Beechgrove Technology is now featuring its latest natural product, cultivated American wild ginseng. So take charge of your life with Beechgrove Technology's safe natural products. Visit bgtsupplements.com or call 800-861-4933. That's bgtsupplements.com, 800-861-4933. What would you do if a friend, coworker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. MetroPool provides employers and commuters with free services to encourage carpooling, walking, biking, public transportation, telecommuting, and compressed work weeks, all for pre-tax commuter benefits. MetroPool services are available in Westchester, Rockland, Orange, Putnam, Dutchess, and Ulster counties. For more information, call 1-800-FIND-RIDE or visit MetroPool.com. That's 1-800-FIND-RIDE or MetroPool.com. Hudson Valley Talk Radio. The Congress Valley Cottage Rotary invites you to its fourth annual Italian Festival Sunday, October 3rd at Congress Station Park, Burnside Avenue, Congress, New York. Enjoy loads of delicious Italian food and great entertainment for every age. Join us Sunday, October 3rd at Congress Station Park from 11 to 5. Rain date is October 17th. Remember, loads of fun Sunday, October 3rd at Congress Station Park. For more information, email info at congressitalianfestival.com. That's info at congressitalianfestival.com. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And we're the hosts of Radio Rotary, heard Friday mornings at 9 a.m. right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. We have exciting news. Starting in October, we're hosting our very own website, www.radiorotary.org. Not only that. You can subscribe to our new podcast on iTunes or on our new website. So click here today. That's www.radiorotary.org. <laughs> 